The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. I got nothing. I'm not going to give you listeners uh, any peppy, excited introduction. There's no smiles. There's no fuck the bills. Uh, right now, it's fuck the Titans. Excuse my. Is it too late to call? It's too late to call in sick to do this podcast. Is it too late? I, I I'm I'm kind of at that point because somebody messaged me goes, I'm sure you've seen this already. I'm like, what is it? Oh, my God. Julio Jones to the Titans. <laughs> Come on. Ugh. I mean, are we bad for being mad? Uh, like, are, do we have like a legitimate, nope. right? Are we, do we have a legitimate? Yep. Legit, 100% legit. I, had we had just a, a GM that was willing to maybe make a big move. He, I mean, he was ours for the taking. Ours for the taking. The, the salary lined up. The need lined up. You know, and just the fact that there were grumblings that a division rival wanted him. You know, why not? We 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 got some picks. I yeah. feel like we're on the come up. You know, what what do we need? What do we need a second and a you know fourth, fifth round pick for? Right. If, with the team that we've got. Get that Super Bowl window. Let's get in there. Ugh. Let's do it. Fuck. <laughs> I I don't know. I know I had like I was mixed feelings, but I was leading towards yeah, let's do it. You know, last time we talked about Julio, but uh, right now I'm, pe- feel- I'm feeling pretty lousy, especially the comp, the- especially with the compensation, especially yeah. with the compensation. I-, I just, you know, bullshit. This maybe puts it in the air that what if Ballard's not sold on Wentz? You know, it, it wasn't really his decision to-, to get Wentz. You know, it was more of a Ballard thing. Well, hey, if this isn't the guy, why am I going to try and jeopardize so much of the team's future by getting him a legit weapon? You know, that's a possible theory. That's a possible theory. I mean, that's a rabbit hole I do not want to delve into, but it wouldn't know knowing how calculated Ballard and Wright can be. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, obviously, I, I want to see everything kind of fall through. There's even the slight chance that Julio just doesn't pan out in Tennessee. There's always a slight chance that that happens, whether it's injuries, whether it's just the, the just, you know, Tannehill, you know, like if, if not wishing it on any athlete to get hurt. Um, but if Derrick Henry goes down, Julio ain't getting those reps in man. <laughs> All right. Oh, they, yep. They officially announced it. They just officially announced it. 
Atlanta gets a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 fourth round pick. Tennessee, uh, Tennessee gets Julio and a 2023 sixth round pick. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ballard gave up more for Isaac Rochelle. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable, man. I know. Just disgust. Complaining again. I mean, and it's not like, you know, Julio's not the best wide receiver of our generation. You know, no, because he is. You know, and it's not like, you know, wide receiver's not a big gaping hole for us. T.Y. is on the downside of his career. Paris Campbell hasn't proved that he can stay healthy. Correct. So you got Michael Pittman, who, you know, missed some games last year, coming into his sophomore year. You know, good old reliable Zach Pascal and a bunch of question marks. Julio would have solved so many of our problems. Fuck! I know. <laughs> I know. It's uh man. I got yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing, my friend. I, I'm trying to make make sense make it make sense. I mean are, are you questioning are you are you questioning Chris Bauer to this point? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was a layup. It, unless reports came out that we did, you know, we gave them a generous offer and they turned it down, you know, but it, it, they're so tight lipped about everything. I would love to know that we at least were in the game. If we're in the game, cool, great. But if Chris Ballard, you know, was cocky enough to say, nah, not worth my time or effort, like we have to question it. You know, here's a guy we, we haven't gone deep into the playoffs, we won one playoff game in the past what four years uh that would have been a move to pull that trigger big move to to kind of move the needle and get our team in the right spot you know julio is a game changer there aren't many game changers in the nfl julio is one of them and it just it sickens me that you know we missed that out not only did we miss out but like our main rival got him the 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 biggest obstacle between you know us winning the AFC South is Tennessee and they've got him now. And we've known all along that they were going to be major players in this. So why not do whatever we can to take him away? It's just our division just got so much tighter now because of that one move, the whole balance of power shifted, you know, everyone had us wrote and written in, Hey, Colts are winning the division this year, you know, game, game set point. That's it. Done. Now, all top top return. They're talking about Tennessee not losing a game because of getting Julio. Come on now, come on now. Right, it's that. That's a game it, it's That's it's the game it's, it's that serious, man. Yeah, it, it's or like yeah, we did the schedule like we kind of ran through the schedule or the other teams really quick. Those other AFC South teams were like, yeah, Colts got it, best roster, and uh, and that's how quick things change in the National Football League. That's how quickly it does. You know, do I? Do, do I think that Tennessee is right back in? I think they're firmly in a playoff picture. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to go as far as to say, uh, you know, this team is a Super Bowl contender automatically. I'm not going to be like, oh, Tennessee's going 17 or no. It's, I don't think that much. But uh, this was that wide receiver weapon that they needed to be an even better offense than they can be. 
You know, we were like, oh, they lost Corey Davis, who's a talented wide receiver. They lost uh, John New Smith, very talented tight end. And uh, so they shouldn't be as good. I mean, a lot of it's going to play, play on their defense's part. You got to admit that. You know, a lot of people got to realize that, that their defenses, though they did make some nice acquisitions, are, isn't exactly where they want it to be. But uh, this does make them lethal. Uh, you know, knowing our, we love our, we, we appreciate our cornerbacks. You and I, uh, a lot of Colts fans do, but uh, this is a huge vertical threat that, uh, you know, he's been looking for a fresh start for a couple years now. So oof. it just, it reminds me so much of what the Patriots did. You know, you've got a oh, good yeah, quarterback. Yeah who's not taking up a ton of, you know, cap or cap space because he's got, he got a good deal. He's got a great contract, you know, a solid defense with a bunch of no name guys on there, you know, that can still, you know, make stops they need to, you know, a competent run game, uh, probably the best run game <laughs> in the NFL at this moment, you know, and receivers that can go out and make plays. Like this is the equivalent of, you know, Randy Moss going to that Patriot team where, People, Tom Brady wasn't who he is now. Of course, he was. Tom Brady was a good quarterback back. Then. Yes, yes, yeah. And then Randy Moss entered the chat. Bam, elite. I already like. I already like Ryan Tannehill. Like, I think he's actually a very uh, a, a pretty talented quarterback. I know a lot of people um, don't exactly, um, but. You know, there's there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't trust Nano. I think he's good. I think he's talented. I think as long as Derrick Henry's healthy, like I said, in that run game can go. Uh, you know, Tannehill's got a little bit of mobility. You got play action. Like there's this team. I think from a passing standpoint, this team is a little bit more lethal than it was last year. A little bit. I uh, I I was kind of you know downplaying Tannehill when the news broke and saying, ah, oh, well, you know, it's it's Tannehill. He's not gonna be able to get the ball to him anyway. And then someone slapped me in the face with uh, this graphic. It's comparing Tannehill and Mahomes. Yep. Oh yeah, I've seen it before. <sighs> I've seen it before, and it's 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 accurate. I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. Tannehill's, you know, uh, you know, he's he's his his resurgence in Tennessee has been kind of fun to watch. Not as a Colts fan, but as a general NFL fan, uh, he's he's that good. But a lot of it plays on hinders on that run game. So. Um, but yeah, so that's really the news today that we were fortunate. I mean, I guess fortunate or unfortunate that broke out an hour before uh, we went Fuck! out. <laughs> you sound like Iron Sheik right now. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's too late to start drinking. Where's... No, it's Fuck. Sunday. It's one o'clock on a Sunday. It's one o'clock on a Sunday. Start mixing stuff. Start mixing stuff. I'm going to mix red stag and peanut butter whiskey in a little bit and just, just die. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's rough, but it's good. Um, (laughs) So today, of course, uh, not a whole lot going on still. OTAs. uh, I mean, cool news about our quarterback that Carson Wentz came back. Carson Wentz. Okay. I can't just say Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Paris Campbell, and I believe one other player came back. Michael Pittman. It was Michael Pittman. That's right. Uh, yep. Came back and uh, stuck around to work with the rookies. The, the rookies were just expected back, so it's a good sign for uh, these guys trying to get work in, trying to make something happen. Uh, 
you know, not a lot of guys do that. That's a big character thing for me. And I think Carson Wentz, you know, has heard a lot of the, the, the noise, uh, maybe from outside media people about his, his character issues, probably more so of the Philadelphia thing. And I think he's proving that uh, he does care. I think he, he, he's, he's really, he's really been swaying me the last couple of weeks that, you know, the kind of person that he is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, like he's putting the work in, you know, and it's cool to see him going to work and really trying to put that whole narrative of what happened last year to the side. But like, how cool would it have been if, you know, it was Carson Wentz, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, and Julio freaking Jones that went and throw passes, you know, with the rookies. That would have been great. Would have been fantastic. <laughs> I'm not bitter or anything. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Please, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope whatever we talk about, whatever, whatever we decide to talk about today, uh, that it always you find a way to. You're very good at uh, transitions, and you find a way to just transition. I cannot wait for your closing remarks today. I can assure you. I don't that. even know if I have them in me anymore, man. No. I'm, I'm, oh, oh, we'll we'll find out when I get there. Okay. You know, so we'll All find right. out when I get there. Oh. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so today we wanted to do we wanted to go back in time a little bit. All right. So you know this, this Colts franchise, we've been very very fortunate, uh, for the most part, to to have the kind of quarterback play that we had. Uh, you know, let myself and Brandon, we started off loving the Colts in the Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning era. We were very fortunate to have Andrew Luck follow him uh, nearly immediately, nearly immediately with just a one year difference between the two. Um, so we want to talk about, you know, just we want to kind of compare and contrast the good, the bad and uh, just just talk to talk about what what made each individual individual so special. Uh, this is Brandon's idea. Uh, I want you to kind of kick us off your reasoning behind, uh, you know, this, this, this episode. Well, you know, general consensus is Peyton Manning is one of the top quarterbacks of all time. Correct. Uh, easily, probably the greatest Colts quarterback, you know, between, depending generationally, some people prefer Unitas. You know, I think it's the sheriff hands down. Yeah. Um, but my favorite quarterback of all time is Andrew Luck watching him shine. You know, it's, it it was fantastic watching him play. And he just made me excited to be a Colts fan the way that, you know, Peyton couldn't do. I'm I'm sorry, but you know, I love Peyton. I know that he's a better quarterback than Andrew Luck, but I like Luck more. So now I I kind of psychologically why Peyton Manning did more for our team. He was a better player. How come I still have this soft spot for Andrew Luck where He's still far ahead, my favorite player of all time. Correct. So, right. Yes. Which this is, is pretty much me going to be sitting on a couch talking about my feelings and my hurt uh, to Matt. <laughs> I'm a, hey, man, I'm, I am all in. I am listening. I am here for you. Uh, but, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, in hindsight, like you said you became a fan of what, 98 99 roughly when Peyton, right around when Peyton got yep. drafted okay in second year is when i was thoroughly entrenched in football and became a, a colts lifer okay so you know it, i i'm the completely same way you know i look at Peyton Manning there was like there was so much 
good. There was a lot of, there was always the potential, right? There was always the potential from day one. You started mixing them at, you know, getting the team the right way you wanted it to be. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Peyton like didn't have like a very exciting play style though. Uh, which we agree. He wasn't mobile. Uh, you know, his, his big moments came, you know, from, you know, clutch, I guess people he's throwing the ball to, right. Uh, Peyton May and Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark, all these names I can go over and over and over again. Uh, Peyton really didn't have this very exciting uh, play style. He would have been a, he would have been a perfect quarterback in the 70s or 80s. Perfect, yep. per- efficient. Yes, just accurate and and just he didn't make mistakes. No, he re- he rarely did. A lot of Peyton's faults, you know, came at the hands of the supporting cast. I think we all, we all, we definitely all realize that. But, uh, oh my God, why is everybody blowing me up? So yeah, Peyton. <laughs> so, but, but I, I I agree. When when Andrew Luck came, you know, we, well we 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 got to watch. I think the big thing is that we got to watch Peyton Manning from start to finish, right? Uh, from '98 to 2015, uh, we get to watch his career and see everything that he had to offer. The thing with Andrew Luck, I think that drives you and I still nuts, and a lot of the fan bases, is we never got to see him really at his best. We never got a Colts super team where, the, like, from the start of the season, you're like, man, the Colts are going to the the bowl, right? They're going to the they're going to play in the Super Bowl. We never got to have that, and I, I think that's what the, the curiosity, right? Everybody loves to be curiosity drives people more than anything. What ifs uh, I, I'm trying to think whether it's like a, with a, um, with a, with a, for just hypothetically, Oh, this, this, this girl you liked in high school or something. Oh, what could have been? I really, you know, I always, you always want what you don't have, couldn't have. And we had Peyton Manning. We've seen what he did for our team, Andrew Luck. We had him, but we, um, you know, and we've seen what his entire NFL career unfold, but we know that there was so much more out there. Yeah, you know, for some weird reason, we didn't really ever have a good team put around him. No good offensive line put around him. No offensive weapons put around him. I don't know why that happened. It just totally baffles me why, you know, any competent GM wouldn't put an offensive line in front of the guy, you know. uh, Fuck you, Crimson. (laughs) I hope he listens to the show someday. We have buried him. I think like every episode we've just we've had something to say about him. And And it's still not enough. It's still not enough. And it's still not enough. <laughs> He's a coward. He is a coward. Uh, so, I mean, is there, what are some of the, the, the attributes that you look at when it comes to how good a quarterback is and, and, and what, what separates Andrew Luck from uh, what separates Andrew Luck from, from Peyton Manning for you? Well, I think like first off, uh, it comes down to leadership. You know, they they the, the two of them had two different, entirely different leadership styles. You know, Peyton made sure that you were accountable. Uh, he, he would chew your ass out if you missed a step, if you didn't know the play. I mean, he slept in the in the film room, and you know, he, he expected everyone else to do it. And and if you didn't, he made sure to to call you out on it. You know, he he was kind of like Michael Jordan in that aspect where. You know, he was driven to be the best and he he needed to get that same from his teammates and he ordered it from you, you know, right. Uh, he demanded that all that greatness. Um, and it, with luck, it was more of a, hey, do do what I do. You know, I'm just going to lead by example. 
you know, hey, if you don't mess up, if you mess up, that's fine. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to go to work with my hard head on. Hopefully you guys follow behind me. Um, where he didn't really account, uh, he wasn't really asking for that accountability uh, from teammates. You know, you never saw him chewing out people. You never saw him get heated and angry and in people's faces. You know, he, he was very cool, calm, and collected that way. And I think that's why his teammates liked him a lot. Um, but I think that's also maybe kind of helped lead to his early retirement as well, because, you know, instead of demanding greatness, going to the front office and saying, hey, I need this put in front of me, or yeah, I need you to do this, make sure you block this way. Come on now, I'm trying to help you win. You know, he, he just went out there and, and he balled. He just played, and, right. Uh, that's it. All he did was he just played. You know, he, he wasn't like uh, fanatical like Peyton was when it came to front office making moves. You know, telling the offensive line, you need to do this now. You know, I'll never forget that clip of, of Jeff Saturday and Peyton Manning, like just chewing each other out on the sideline, you know, because Peyton was demanding greatness. Just snap the ball when I tell you to snap, it, you know, like run block. It just Peyton needed that from you where luck, he was going to do what he had, to, what he had to do. And hopefully you guys were doing the same. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Oh, I, Trent Richards. I, I, Trent, I know you missed the whole man. It's okay. You get it next time. <laughs> oh God. Gregson. <laughs> I I also thought of another very funny meme that'll be posted uh, a little bit later on our two uh, the two point conversation page. Uh, I, I thought it's a good one. Just out. You're right though, you know. And that that's the difference. Like, you know, the the nice guys finish last. Like quote, uh, it very much applies to football, right? Andrew Locke just wanted to show up, do his job, and now because. Uh, that he's done that, you know, he's, he's kind of, there's, I mean, his, his exit is going to be forever remembered. His career is going to be forever remembered, but uh, his, his, his effect on the game, what he brought to the Colts, what he brought to professional football, it's, it's going to be long forgotten. You kind of have to be a douche. Like there, I'm sure there's a lot of people who sit who, today, uh, see what Peyton Manning has done and be like, that dude's a dickhead. I'm sure there's plenty of players that pass through here. that dude's a dickhead. But, you know, he's he kept to himself, um, you know, off the field. But when he, you know, when he just, yeah, you're right. He commanded it from front office to, uh, you know, from the players, the supporting cast around him. He'd call you out. You know, I know that they video recorded that him in uh, Saturday that one time. But, uh, you know, there's the one, just the idiot kicker, the Vanderjack story. Like that takes that. <laughs> that's like a lot like. Peyton Manning doesn't seem like the kind of person who's easily irritated by stuff, but for him to publicly do that, like that doesn't happen often. You don't hear about that sort of stuff very often. And that, that kind of pushed him and it, it did make Peyton an a-hole, but also Peyton knew that, you know, he watched his father, right? He watched his father get crushed by this, you know, and in, in a saints uniform, there was def- defensive players that used to state that they, they would try to take it easy on Archie Manning because of how bad the saints were. He did everything that he could to kind of be that, uh, you know, just be that piece, you know, to, to, to be a good quarterback. And he ended up, you know, getting wrecked. You never pay, you know, Archie Manning was good, but he never panned out the way that anybody expected him to. Uh, so Pey- Peyton had a lot to deal with or it, like Andrew. I, you're right. It was, it was that just kindness. Like, I feel like that's how I would be like, Oh yeah, whatever you want to, trade our future away from Trent Richardson. That's not, that's a good idea. I, I, I like it a lot. Good hit. <laughs> oh man. He did have yeah. this. 
Yeah, we, we've talked about it before. His play style, right? I think Andrew Luck's play oh, style my is, God. is one of the greatest things that I think we liked so much compared to uh, to compare to Peyton. Right? Peyton was a pocket passer in the classic sense, and you know, aside from bootlegs here and there, that that was that his play style was playing firmly behind the line. Nothing crazy, nothing fancy. Just get the ball down the field and do it. Andrew Luck, there was just this, this tremendous um, unpredictability factor that I think that I think we love, right? Because because now we're at the point where I think football, you know, like 30, 40 years ago, like just playing football was cool. Just playing hard nosed, tough football the way it's supposed to do is cool. Now, as society has evolved, as entertainment has evolved. Uh, we like flash. We like a little bit of fun. We like, you know, the things, you know, how, how is this play going to unfold? Right. You and I are pro wrestling guys. Um, your wrestling, your, your wrestling style would, you know, would that have been something that would, and just for everybody to know, coconut is a very tall, uh, lengthy, but pretty physically fit dude. All right. He's not this big meathead Brock Lesnar type guy. I know you guys can't see us. But would your pro wrestling style have worked or been, in, you know, really worked uh, back like 30, 40 years prior? It might have, right? It, it probably wouldn't no, have. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I would probably got laughed at the building for, you know, right. trying to tap the stuff that I, that I do. Exactly true. And that's that same kind of logic applies to football today. Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to think of just some very good, but boring players, right? They're just good at their position, but they're just like boring. Uh, (laughs) Jimmy G. Look at Jimmy G. Jimmy G is a perfect example. Jimmy G is a Tannehill. Tannehill. Damn it. Like he's good, but he's boring as hell. Kirk Cousins. I mean, he does that little little dance thing, which is a little weird, but... um, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. I mean, these are all very talented guys. Oh, but there's no spot. Tom to them. Brady. Super boring. Yeah. And, you know, five yard jump off passes that turn into 30 yard gains. Like it's just again, you know, uh it it all comes down to just your your preference and your ability. Yeah. Damn. For it. sure. And that's what Andrew Luck was. Andrew Luck was um was that new style of, of quarterback where he's mobile, he was fun. You didn't know what he was going to do. Is he going to throw it? Is he going to run it in? Uh, he'll pick up a fumble and die for a touchdown for you. That's just, you know, I, I feel like I've seen more heart from Andrew Luck than I did in 15, oh, 12, 13 years of Peyton Manning. Oh, that oh, makes dude, sense. And, and that's it. You know, when it came to Peyton, you know, he was very surgical. He'd do most of his work before the ball was snapped, you know, doing his pre-routes. All right, you do this, you do that. He was a, a football genius. When it came to that, he would pick you apart before he even snapped the ball. Yeah. With luck, man, he just reminded me of a kid that was going out there and playing ball. You know, my favorite memory of luck was that Chiefs um, wild card game. And, you know, he, he threw, what, I think three, four picks the first half. Like what the hell is going on? He, you know, is this kid? Is he over his head? He's not knowing what's going on. He had four turnovers, and then you see him coming back. You see that light. He's he's sparking. He's sitting on all cylinders. Bam, bam. Oh, Donald Brown fumbles the ball, and uh, right into him. Grabs the ball head first. Like no no worries about himself at all. Just hey, here's the ball. I'm gonna score <laughs> right over the dog pile and. That just made me love the kid because he was just out there playing ball with all the heart that we all wish we were doing. You know, like he reminded me of me going out there and just 
playing my ass off and loving the game. And you could tell he'd take a hit. Good hit, big man. Wait, thank you. Like, let, let's go. Let's keep it going. And, you know, Peyton, he'd get up and he'd shout at somebody. Hey, what are you doing, ref? Come on. Like, you know, he'd look for the flag or something. But that was Peyton because he's a genius. That's what he was doing. With luck, he just loved playing football. And I think that's what really sucks about watching him walk away early because, you know, he was so happy playing ball and the injuries just took that happiness away from him. So it hurts. It really hurts. No, it does. It does. I mean, think about uh, where we'd be as an organization by now. You know what I mean? Where the Colts would be leaps and bounds ahead. Like even like I, 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 I might've said it last week or two weeks ago. Like I really thought like our 2018 team was like a Super Bowl worthy team. And in hindsight, yeah. it really wasn't, but that was the Andrew Luck effect. And I don't want to discredit Peyton because trust me, he led a lot of bad Colts teams too. But you know, this that 2018 Colts team was garbage compared to what we got what, what this roster is now. Like absolutely garbage. horrendous what it is compared to now. But that was the Andrew Luck effect. He gave you optimism and and in all this jazz. It's yeah, it it's we'd be in a, like a much better spot, like top to bottom roster wise. Now, I did want to ask, I, I, maybe I should ask you this too. Uh, Cause Andrew Luck did command a pretty big salary by the time he retired. Do you ever, do you think at any point that hindered the team or was it, des- was it still deserved? I mean, well, of course it was deserved. It's, yeah. it's just how the football world works. Yeah. You know, oh, the yeah. top yeah. dogs can get the, the top dollar, but um, you know, he, Grixon had four or five years to put the team around him. And he didn't. He had every opportunity to, hey, you know, this guy's good. Let's put a team around him. And heck, you know, maybe we could say that it was the the cap hit after he he got uh, the the big contract. But Grixon drafted like shit, too, during those years, you know? So it's not just if you were just drafted competently and had some decent pieces around him. We could have made more noise, but the fact that, oh, you know, I, I'm handicapped by this guy's salary. No, you, you just got handicapped by the guy's salary, and that's not supposed to affect your, your drafting because you draft like horseshit. So, you know, I, I feel like it, it was 100% on Grixon. Look what Pullian did with Peyton. The, the guys that he drafted came up to be big, big pieces. Not big. We didn't hit on free agents because, you know, we were paying Peyton a lot of money. But, you know, drafting-wise, he was very smart. He made calculated decisions and gave – good money to good players and Peyton made stars out of these guys luck could have done the exact same thing I mean he's bringing guys like uh Donnie Avery uh Brazil uh who's the the speedy guy that was out in Oakland you know he he had oh yeah nobody's he's making nobody's stars Kobe looked like Travis Kelsey Dante Moncrief couldn't catch anything, you know, <laughs> after he went to, to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Kobe Fleener looked like a freaking all pro. He looked like Travis Kelsey <laughs> because of Andrew Luck. He went down and played with Drew Brees and, you know, did nothing, nothing at all. And again, it just shows the greatness of Andrew Luck and what could have been had he had a competent GM, a competent team, that he was really doing it all. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. What could have been one of the greatest what ifs in Colts history? Um, there is. Fuck! <laughs> you know what another great um, what if is? What's what that? if we got Julio Jones? That would have been a great what if too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. 
Well, uh, what, what was your favorite luck memory? Like what's, or, you know, no, no, actually we talk a lot about luck. Let's go over to the sheriff. What's your favorite Peyton memory? My favorite Peyton memory. Oh boy. Cause like, I, I like the Super Bowl is like exciting, but like, I don't feel like that was on him a lot. I think there was more like Chicago bears and up to two. the AFC championship game. Oh. Yeah. They came back a bunch, but that interception on Brady, like I'm trying to think like a like a like a really good like moment that sticks out to me for the there's just so there's a lot of bad there's a lot of bad from the Peyton era like there's a lot of just heartbreak and amongst other things it, I'm probably damn <laughs> right like I, I don't have that one that pops out I mean like I said it, it's more so game results than like wow, Peyton did this clutch thing. You know, he's he's had some pretty big moments, but uh, I would probably, I mean, I guess the the rallying back part of the AFC championship game, I think that would probably be it, but that interception obviously sealed it, sealed the deal. But for luck, like there's so many pulse pounding moments that got you hyped up, made you want to, you know, fight somebody just watching him. Yeah. Dude, and I, I, I'm telling you, it's weird because, yeah, you know, I was a big fan of the Peyton era, you know, but he left a lot on the table. There were some really good Colts teams back then that would just get their dicks stomped in by Belichick and the Patriots. And yeah. it sucked. You know, we, we had so many early playoff exits, you know, that the San Diego playoff game killed me, that the Jets and Rex Ryan beat us one year. Like, I, Peyton is great. He's fantastic. But there was a lot to be desired. He was the best quarterback going, you know, and the greatest. And yet he couldn't get us more than one Super Bowl one. And here you go, luck, just taking the Joe Schmoes off the street into the playoffs consistently. Like, what if the roles were reversed? What if luck had those Peyton teams? What What do you think the result would have been? Jesus. I think we would have won more. I know he would have won more that veteran leadership on the offensive line, the talent around him. My God. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It, it's absolutely, it's, it's wild to think. Um, yeah. The, 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 the splitting, like putting him, just switching roles. Peyton Manning, I think would be a, would be a slob. I don't think pe- yeah. people would be talking too highly about Peyton Manning. If you had Andrew Lux teams, some of the ones that he is not like now. Absolutely no. not. No. You know, and again, Peyton was great. I'm not trying to denounce Peyton's greatness. He was no. fantastic. He, he, again, the greatest quarterback to ever live in my book. He beats Brady. He, he beats Montana. He is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Just watching what he did on that field was amazing. But I think Andrew Luck was more, more, more skilled than him. I think Andrew Luck played with a Far, far lesser supporting cast. And if you were to put Andrew Luck on those Colts teams with Tony Dungy coaching him, I think we have at least three, four Super Bowls. Yeah. I the, hey, there's no doubt in my mind, man. I was looking through some stuff earlier today because we did a uh, we did a what if episode for for uh, the, my other show, the Two Point Conversation. I didn't realize how bad like this is just kind of a sidebar, but you know how bad the Colts are against Pittsburgh. And I know those are some oh of the Oh my top God, it's teams. the worst. The worst. I seen it today. The Colts have only won like six games against them all time since 1950. 
Dude, uh, Big yeah, Ben twenty six like and six hundred fifty yards. Pittsburgh is twenty six and six against the Colts since nineteen fifty. That's stupid. Peyton that only beat stupid. them twice. Peyton only beat them twice. Two thousand eight and two thousand five. God, God, embarrassing. How stupid Steelers. They suck. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but uh. But yes, I mean that's kind of it. We just wanted to kind of compare the two. You know, we've talked a little bit about how why we like Andrew Luck, and or, or that or, no, we've we've mentioned the fact that we do like Andrew Luck compared to Peyton Manning in some instances, uh, but we never really like sat down. And I don't think described why, and I think this is a fun little discussion uh, to, to always have. Um, is there anything you want to add before we get going, bud? Um, no, you know, again, I don't want to denounce Peyton. He's had some great games. I mean, that comeback against Tampa Bay was electric. Uh, I think he won a game against Miami where he only had four possessions the entire game. And it's just, I, I don't want to denounce Peyton, but luck captivated me as a football fan and just his heart and his passion to, and just his will to, to win and carry whatever bags of shit Grigson drafted and signed with him along the way. It's it just, it was incredible. And he was an incredible quarterback. And I, Freaking wish we still had him. Yeah. You and me both, my man. You and me both. Well, this has actually been a very depressing episode in, in hindsight, <laughs> in retrospective. While we don't get Julio Jones, too, we brought back a lot of sad memories about, uh, about you know, Mr. Andrew Luck. Uh, why don't you get, can you give the people an uplifting message, uh, perhaps, to, to close uplifting, off? Uplifting. Uplifting. Yes. Yes. I think I got it in me. You know, I took out all my anger and stuff on Grayson before. You know, this episode's comparing Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. It's kind of like comparing family members because you, you love them both equally. But we all have got that favorite. You know, I've got a son that I love and I cherish so much. And if I had another son, I think Bryson would still be my number one because he's my favorite. So sorry, <laughs> like, you know, Andrew Luck's favorite. It's just, it's just what you do. But imagine if you're in like, the, you know, that great tight-knit family and you've got, you know, some ugly kids and you're driving down and you know down the street with your ugly family in your back and you look next to the car next to you and they got julio freaking jones in their family and how great that looks man i bet you wish you were part of that family instead that's a good looking family right there you got julio you got aj brown you know derrick henry carrying the car in his back yeah that sounds a good time you look you got the, the 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 shadow of uh uh, Paris Campbell's knee. You got whatever T.Y. Hilton decides to show on up. <sighs> Jonathan Taylor, I need you to run for like 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns. Michael Pittman, can you grab like, you know, 16 touchdowns? Carson Wentz, just don't throw any turnovers. T.Y., I just need you to be the old T.Y. Picture, you know, Carson Wentz has a neck beard. Just imagine that. Yeah, Carson once has a neck beard. Uh, we can just number to 12, and then you can pretend it's, you know, our favorite. Just go back to that version of T.Y. Paris Campbell, you got it, man. You've got electricity in you. Just stay healthy, please. And whenever we play the Titans, I need Rock Yassin to switch jerseys with Jalen Ramsey for, like, that game. Please. Please. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right. Well, everybody, that does it for this episode of Colts fans in Bill. Yay! Boo! <laughs> <laughs> um, we thank you so much for tuning in. We're sorry for a depressing episode, but we got to get some stuff off our chest, some stuff and things off our chest. Uh, we'll talk to you, though, next week, hopefully a much more uplifting uh uh, emotion much more uplifting emotionally for you all but we appreciate you so much thank you for another record high in listenership for the month of may you all are awesome and till next time go colts book the bills fuck, fuck. <laughs>